Well, we're so excited this morning to have Pastor Alan home from Thailand, and uh, he's going to be sharing the word with us, so uh, we just want to invite him. So let's welcome him to the stage uh, as he's coming to bring the word, and uh, um, he's going to give a little report. Also wanted to let you know uh, that we're doing an interview with Pastor Alan this week, so we're going to be posting that on our website and probably sending out by email or something. So you'll get a little bit more, hear more about what he's doing. Then also on the 20th of October, we're having a church-wide prayer night on uh, Zoom. And so uh, you can register for that, and, and Pastor Alan's going to be there. And then also our missionaries, Alicia and Nathaniel, are going to be part of that. So it's going to be an exciting night on the 20th. So God bless you, Pastor Alan, when you bring in the word. Thank you. <laughs> Well, it's always a, a de delight, it's a blessing to come back to Canada and also to come back to my home church here. And uh, so uh, thank you, Pastor, Pastor Greg, for the honor and the privilege of uh, ministering the Word of God with you this morning. Uh, so many good and happy memories uh, from uh, being here. This was actually my... Uh, uh, the first uh, church, and uh, when I got saved and grew up here, and uh, so many, so many good things uh, received from the church here. And so, uh, this morning, first of all, I'd like to uh, give a greeting uh, from my wife, and uh, we thought it would, <laughs> it would be best if she didn't come uh, this uh, this trip because of everything that's going on. So she stayed in Thailand, and she's looking after helping look after things in Thailand, and uh, we can start with the pictures. Uh, and so uh, yesterday was Sunday. Uh, actually, I think it might still be Sunday night. But she uh, preached yesterday, and uh, she preached on, from uh, uh, Psalms 91, also being sort of in the secret place. This isn't, uh, this isn't last Sunday, though. Uh, this is, uh, was in, in February. Every year, uh, she uh, does a ladies' conference. And uh, so the, this is up in the mountain, with uh, the Karen, uh, Karen ladies, and uh, you can see the sort of circles, writing and stuff. That's the uh, Karen language, and then the line right underneath that is Thai language, so it's a uh, uh, different. And uh, next picture. This was one of the best uh, uh, ladies' conferences I think we had. Uh, we started out, we're planning for 250 uh, ladies. Then, uh, then they contacted us that were, you know, more coming. So we, you know, increased. Uh, then on the registration day, more showed up. We ended up with uh, uh, just over 400 ladies. And the, the, the church was packed. Uh, there was no room at the front uh, at the altar. Like they were seated right up to, right up to the altar. And... Um, Actually, they, they, they did it uh, very well. They had the plastic chairs. You can see on the bottom here, they have strips of bamboo going through there, so the chairs are sort of <laughs> stuck together. Um, but it was uh, an amazing, amazing time. Uh, we just had group, uh, group, group prayer. We didn't have a chance to pray for people because there was no individual room. But uh, I counted about uh, 30 people who were healed uh, in, in the meeting. And uh, then uh, also, uh, just being touched by the Holy Spirit and and and, uh, pray, and uh, people crying, and 
uh, this is not normal for this group of people. They're the Karen Baptists, and so this is like a fresh new experience for probably over 90% of them. So uh, very, very exciting. Then, of course, the ladies, and this has usually been the case, then they go back and they just bring their excitement and what they received to their villages. So about 25 different villages the ladies came for for this. Okay. So that was an exciting thing, the beginning of this year, before we had to shut down stuff. <laughs> Next picture. Yeah, this is just outside there, outside, uh, outside the church there. Okay, and the next picture. Uh, this uh, just was last week also. Uh, my wife forwarded the pictures. Uh, this is the uh, children's uh, dorm up in the mountain where the uh, kids can uh, stay there and go to, go to school. And uh, so our team went up and uh, have the time of ministry and uh, did a special dinner for the children. And uh, you can see that they are experiencing God. And next picture. And then a time of ministry, then my wife praying uh, for the kids. And they're so, so open and just uh, being touched, overwhelmed, the presence of God. I, I haven't got any uh, real information, just got these pictures. But we've had other times like this in the the kids have had uh, had visions and heard the voice of God and a very, very life-changing experience for the, <laughs> for the kids. And uh, Jesus said, unless we become like children, you cannot enter the kingdom of God, right? And uh, so just, uh, just so open and to, to receive from God, a really a real blessing. And now, next picture. Uh, you might remember last year when I was here, one of our, our prayer points is uh, for a new facility in Chiang Mai. And we've been, uh, been praying for this. And if you receive our updates, uh, you know, asking for prayer. And we've been looking for, oh, a few, a few years now. We've been uh, renting in a, in a hotel. We outgrew that. And we just, all over town, from one end of town to the other, like, a, you know, an hour drive from one place to the other, and not find anything uh, to the point that uh, some of our members, you know, nothing is good enough for Pastor Allen. And, uh, and, uh, <laughs> and well, one lady uh, had me look at this one place and uh, she said, uh, you know, what, uh, you know what, do you, what, what is the percentage that this, you know, might be, you know, that we could use this? So they're all excited about finding this new place. I said, zero. <laughs> After that, we're not going to look for Pastor Allen any longer. <laughs> Nothing is good enough. But while we're praying, uh, this is, uh, I think, miraculous. Right next to the place we rent for an office, there's this building being built. And uh, so uh, we th you know, think this is just an apartment building. But God was answering our prayer, even though we didn't know it. This was built like a 30-second walk from our office. And uh, then we found out afterwards that the owner is a, is a Christian, and he had an, another another building that we looked at once. You know, maybe we could move there, but another church was using it. So we have the the top floor. This is not our building; we're just renting. This is the next prayer that you can pray for our own building. <laughs> so we have the whole top floor, the eighth floor, a number of new beginnings. And uh, so very exciting for us. Actually, at, at first, uh, the first day we were supposed to move into our new place, we, you know, sort of gave our 
resignation at the hotel, then we're going to move into a new place. The first day, then everything is shut down and we can't even move in. Thank God, what is this? You know, we finally get a place and now we can't use it. Then I thought, no, God is positioning us for growth. And so we are using it now. Next picture. And uh, so this is uh, part of the upstairs. Uh, we have the whole upstairs and we're doing uh, some social distancing there. Um, and uh, the next picture, uh, this is our worship team, and that's one of the things also, like I had specific things we were praying for, you know, it had to be so big, and uh, we wanted a nice, you know, stage for the worship team, and the next picture, actually, we end up getting more than I had been praying and asking for, so right now, anyway, no one else uses the whole building, so after service, we come downstairs here, and every Sunday, uh, members, different uh, members every week, uh, make lunch, and we have lunch together. And a uh, uh, really great time of uh, fellowship, and especially connecting with new people. Next picture. And uh, so uh, people are happy to eat together. Okay, next picture. And... <clears throat> The place also has the swimming pool, and uh, we're able to do baptisms. And uh, so the next picture we had, uh, this was a few weeks ago, we had uh, four people being baptized. Uh, the two fellows on the side are two of our key leaders uh, uh, in the church, and the young man that uh, got saved last year. Okay, next picture. Now, this one here, some of you might uh, recognize... Uh, Pastor Kimi led a team to Thailand uh, last year, and uh, the uh, tall, handsome man in the back is Paul, <laughs> and uh, ministering, uh, ministering the word. Now, the reason why I'm showing you this picture is because this was another breakthrough, like the, getting the new facility to use was a breakthrough, but uh, this is a, a daughter church. Uh, started at a, as a home church, and there's been a building project going on for many, many years. And this was the state of it uh, when the team was there uh, last year. Next picture. Praise God. Now this is the completed uh, uh, church there. And uh, we were able to get it uh, done for Christmas. Next picture. And uh, so that was a, a happy time that uh, able to celebrate Christmas in the new, the new building. <clears throat> now, um, the, the, ne the next picture I thought would be good to uh, have a little short experience of, the, of our worship service. And uh, three of the children from our children's home uh, are on the worship team. Uh, the one a boy playing the drums and then two of the uh, girls uh, uh, singing. So we could just look at the next one. We like to have a happy, happy church. 
because they're because well two things one there's joy in the presence of the Lord and Thailand is a real religious country <laughs> and uh, so uh, religious whatever the religion is in Thailand we've got uh, uh, it's mostly Buddhist and then uh, Islam uh, but uh, religion doesn't like joy usually so much and so we like to have a joy joyful happy church and the worship on that so We'll just uh, get into the message then for this morning. I'm going to jump in on your Abide series. And uh, very, very, very good uh, series. And I uh, want to speak about quieting yourself to hear the voice of God. Anyone here want to hear the voice of God? Yes? Amen. That is the desire of every born-again, Bible-believing Bible Christian. Because, unfortunately, some Christians don't believe that God speaks anymore. Uh, but for people who are born-again, have the Spirit of God, and uh, believe, really, in the, in the Word of God, it's just natural that we have this desire. We want to hear the voice of God. We want to, uh, uh, we want to know God's will. And, of course, then we want to obey. And when we look at the Bible, uh, the great men and women of God in the, in the Bible, we see that they had three common things. Every single one of them had these three things. One, they heard. <laughs> they heard from God. Two, they had faith. Sometimes we might hear, but we don't really have the faith. To do number three is to obey. Hear, believe, and obey. Easy, right? Yeah, sounds easy. <laughs> but there seems to be a problem, even though every one of us, that's our desire. We want to hear, you know, hear the voice of God and communicate with God. But it seems to be a, a, a struggle. Can I hear from God? How do I hear from God? Is this God speaking to me or not? And uh, I pretty sure everyone at some point in your Christian life have sort of uh, pondered and wondered about that. And uh, uh, that's because it's in, in our heart. But this is God's will uh, for us to be able to, to hear and to know. The Bible says all those who are led by the Spirit are the sons of God. Yeah, amen. This, uh, this should be uh, the standard for us a standard for our faith and so you could flip that around all those who are not led by the spirit <laughs> yeah and so this is god's god's expectation for us that, that we are to be led by the spirit of god and uh, to be led by the spirit of god we need to hear we need to receive from god and god can speak to us in many different ways we often think of God speaking uh, like in, in words. Um, and God does, God does speak to us uh, in words. Uh, there's the audible, like someone is talking to us. That doesn't happen very often. Uh, then we have sort of an inner audible where, you know, the words are being spoken. That uh, I've never heard God speak to me from the outside, but I have heard God audibly inside. Uh, and... Uh, I think probably one of the first times when I was here and on the property the church used to have over there, lunchtime, praying for the property, 
And I heard God say, I was praying for the property. I wasn't thinking about anything else. And I heard God speak in an audible voice inside, it is now time to go back to Thailand. And my response was, what? <laughs> Why now? <laughs> but there was no question about it. It was the voice of God. And that uh, prompted the obedience part, faith and obedience, that uh, ended, uh, ended me up in Thailand. Actually, one time in Thailand, uh, we had a meeting going on, and it was, uh, there was a really strong move of the Holy Spirit, and people were crying, and some people on the floor, um, and uh, we had also some uh, people uh, joined that weren't from our church uh, that uh, were not from, uh, not, uh, not from a church where this type of thing happens. And uh, so one, uh, one fellow uh, from the, a Baptist background and a teacher, uh, and uh, so I'm thinking, oh, I you know, wonder what these people are thinking. <laughs> so afterwards, the fellow uh, gave a, a, a testimony to me. Uh, he heard the voice of God, and, but he's looking, who's speaking to me? He didn't realize at first that it was God speaking to him, but he looks and no one is speaking to him. And uh, the Lord uh, spoke to him, because he was from the mountain, is that uh, uh, my people you know, on the mountain do not know about this, about the Holy Spirit. You go tell them. <laughs> so then, uh, then the other way is uh, that uh, we can sort of uh, hear in words is that God you know, puts thoughts in our mind. And um, uh, the devil uses this. That's how he tempts us. You know, these thoughts come in. And uh, the way the devil does it is, is like he, you know, offers this thought to us and tries to, tries to trick us to make, it, make us think it's our thought. Because then if we think it's our thought, then, then like we own it. But if we're able to discern, no, 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 this, I rebuke this, this, this is not my thought, then we get rid of it. If we own it, then we end up meditating on it. That's how the devil tempts us into uh, uh, sin. So the devil does that, but that's also one way that God communicates with us, that God, God puts thoughts in. And uh, that uh, is a little bit harder to discern. If you hear uh, God speaking to you, Greg, pay attention, I want to talk to you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, usually there's, there's no, uh, you know, suspicion who's talking to me, right? <laughs> But when the, when the thought comes, then we think, oh, is this just me? <laughs> yeah? And um, so that's a little bit more difficult to, to discern. And we get better discerning that, being having a relationship, being close to God. Um, and I heard a, a one preacher uh, say that if you're having trouble hearing the voice of God, just get a little closer to him. And the Bible says, draw near to me, and I will draw near to you. And uh, so uh, then there's the other way that God, actually God communicates with us in many different ways. Uh, but the title of the message is quietening yourself to hear the voice of God. But I'm going to get there. <laughs> uh, another important way, a very important way that God speaks to us uh, God is spirit, and God speaks to us directly to our spirit, bypassing our brain <laughs> uh, and not using words, uh, just communicating directly to our spirit. 
And so uh, God is able to reveal things to us, give us uh, understanding uh, and answer questions, uh, give us direction, uh, God's spirit to our spirit, and we just know. We know that we know. We have, uh, we have the faith. We have confidence. We have peace. We know God has revealed something to us. And uh, uh, that's, that's really important to understand because sometimes... You know, we're praying, we want to hear the voice of God, and oh, trying to hear, you know, words come up in our, in our brain. Uh, uh, that's not, uh, uh, we shouldn't uh, limit God like that. And then uh, also sometimes, you know, we pray and we ask God things, uh, God doesn't tell us right away. And, uh, and we can't, can't force, force things. And sometimes, for me, it seems a... Uh, uh, Frustrating isn't, isn't the right word, uh, but uh, annoying isn't the right word. Uh, but God, why? Why do you do it this way? Pray and pray and ask God. There's a situation. I want an answer from God. And pray and ask God and get nothing. Pray and ask God and get nothing. Pray and ask God and get nothing. Then out doing something else. And God speaks to me about another situation so clearly. And I'm thinking... Well, that's really nice, God, but what about this? <laughs> and I think, God, why do you do that? <laughs> and the answer that I come up with is that thing that I'm asking God for, God just wants me to leave that and trust him on that. And, uh, and maybe God will answer it later, but in his timing. Uh, Jesus uh, spoke to his disciples and said, I have many things. You know, I want to talk to you, but you're not, you can't receive them right now. But when the Holy Spirit comes, it will instruct and guide you. Amen? Oh. So the topic here is quieting yourself to hear the voice of God. One of the most important things that we can do uh, for that is we can follow the example of Jesus. You know, Jesus was the son of God. <laughs> he was anointed by the Holy Spirit. Uh, like it was, uh, you, know, you know, God in the flesh, Emmanuel, amongst us. But when we look at Jesus, Jesus would often go off by himself to a solitaire place. Up early in the morning, it's still dark, he would go off. Sometimes at nighttime, uh, he would uh, uh, go off by himself uh, and just spend time one-on-one -on -one with the Father. Even in the Garden of Gethsemane, when Jesus called, you know, wanted his disciples to pray, uh, the Bible says that Jesus went off a, a stone's throw, just separated himself somewhat away from the disciples to be alone, one-on-one -on -one with God. This is something that we need to put into practice uh, in our lives. Uh, people use different names. Some people call it a prayer closet. That doesn't really appeal to me, a prayer closet. Uh, quiet time, a secret place. And uh, uh, I, I like that. I like that word better. Uh, that, uh, that you're not just, you know, going and having like a mor morning devotion, a little bit different. Like we have our morning, morning devotion and we're doing that. And uh, then, uh, you know, there's other stuff going on around, and we've got our telephone, and ding, ding, and oh, who, what's this? And uh, 
but uh, having a secret place, like Jesus, you know, finding a place that you can cut yourself off from all distractions. No one in the house calling you to do this or to do, do that, just getting that secret place because you have an appointment and you want to spend time in the presence of God. You want to communicate uh, with God. Uh, you want to have the, 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 the fellowship with God. Uh, Jesus called his disciples friends. God wants us to have that, uh, that type of, uh, of relationship. We have many different types of levels of relationship uh, with God, you know, as, as far as children, uh, you know, uh, and... Uh, uh, we're, you know, servants of God, uh, soldiers, uh, many different types of relationship. But God wants the relationship. And so uh, sometimes we have, we, we can have different types of friends. And uh, I don't know if you have any, any friends that call you up. And when they call you, they say, okay, what do they want now? <laughs> what do they need now? Or else maybe you have some children that are a little bit, uh, little bit wayward, and when they call, okay, they need some money, <laughs> right? That's not the type of relationship that God wants, is that we want to connect with God when we have a problem. Uh, God, of course, we have a problem, yes. But God wants us to uh, have the desire, like if we have a friend, we want to connect with them because we value them uh, and uh, uh, we enjoy their presence, we enjoy their company, we want to be with them and we're willing to sacrifice and bless them, not one way, a one way street. And this is the type of relationship that God wants with us. And so when we have this uh, uh, this uh, secret place or quiet time, we should uh, think we're not just doing a Bible study, you know, just having the uh, devotion or we're just uh, praying for, uh, for our requests. Um, I go off on a little bit of a, a tangent uh, here. Sometimes uh, I've noticed with people that you know, we pray and every time they have a prayer, they're, all, okay, pray for this and this and this, but it's all about themselves. And uh, sometimes we can, we can be like that. We might spend a lot of time in prayer, praying for our needs. But the Bible says, Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. And so if you've spent some time maybe seeking the first the kingdom of God, praying for other people, uh, praying for uh, you know, the will of God to be established in the earth, you might find out you don't have to pray for all these other things because God's adding them to you already. Amen? In quieting, uh, in quieting yourself, you uh, come, before the, uh, come before the Lord... Uh, one thing that, uh, that, that happens quite often is, you know, different thoughts start to uh, pop up. Oh, I forgot I need to do this. Uh, or uh, different problems come to your mind. Uh, this is actually good because these things are in your heart. And sometimes, you know, these, they can get added up, added up, added up. And we don't really realize that they're actually uh, hindering uh, or being a blockage in our relationship with God. In uh, Matthew 13, 22, uh, the parable about the sower and the seed, 
talks about the seed that fell among the thorns is the man who hears the word of God, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke it, making it unfruitful. So the worries of this life can have an effect on our heart. The cares, the concerns, the worries or, or anxieties, uh, the deceitfulness of wealth, you know, the love of the world, all these type of things influence our heart. And the Bible says, above all else, guard your heart. Because from out of it comes the issues of life. And so when we have the quiet time, sometimes these things come up good. Pray, give them to God. If, if you're thinking, things, oh, I need to do this and that, and oh, I forgot, just write it down and leave it. And you're sort of lifting these things off your heart so you're in a better position than to hear what God is speaking to you. Uh, several years ago, I had one of those sort of life-changing encounters with God. Uh, actually, the first life-changing, well, of course, getting born again and getting baptized in the Holy Spirit, that's definitely life-changing. But beyond that, I think the first time was in the fireside room here, and uh, just an unbelievable experience with the Holy Spirit. Uh, but one time in Bangkok, several years ago, there were some special meetings, and the, the Holy Spirit just like exploded uh, in that place. And I think, you know, usually we think the Holy Spirit, you know, so gentle and stuff. But I think because Thailand is a country that is so religious and it's just uh, idol worship and demons and everything like that. Like this was a breakthrough. It was like an explosion. And so uh, I was with a bunch of other people. We came up for prayer on the, on the platform. And so we're up there. And uh, the fellow who's leading the meeting all of a sudden shoves the mic into my hand and he says, prophesy, the spirit of prophecy is upon you. And I'm thinking, I don't have anything. <laughs> and uh, so now I'm really feeling on the spot and really, you know, I don't know what to say. And of course, everyone's looking. <laughs> and uh, and uh, so like, how do you make up, you know, a word? I, you know, I have nothing. But then all of a sudden, Right from inside, there was, it just started to, like, bubble up. And, you know, it wasn't words in my head or anything, but it, it ended up like a, again, like an explosion. Uh, and, and I just uh, spoke out this uh, prophetic word, then I fell onto the ground. And uh, when I was lying there, uh, I had an, uh, an amazing experience with God. It was like I was directly connected, my heart directly connected with the heart of God. And I felt God's love and his compassion and his yearning, his intense desire to speak to his children. It was such a strong longing. There was, it was, I, I felt a, the, like a, a grieving in God's heart to the point that I was uncontrollably like sobbing and crying and like it was uh, it was almost more than that I could uh, that I could bear just uh, feeling this and and uh, just God's intense desire to communicate to his his children to uh, to give encouragement to uh, to give direction to give uh, instruction to uh, you know to uh, words to uh, uh, to help uh, protect but the problem was is that for the most part, 
God's children were not in the spiritual position to hear. And this was grieving to the heart of God because of his love for us, wanting to communicate. And I think of like Jesus saying, Jesus just wanting to speak to his disciples, but he knew that they couldn't receive that yet. But later the Holy Spirit would. And God wants to speak to you. We say, oh, yeah, I want God to speak to me. But we think, you know, uh, how does that happen? But I want to let you know that God wants to speak to you more than you want to listen, <laughs> listen from God. But the thing is, God usually doesn't shout at us. Sometimes he does. <laughs> uh, in extreme situations and circumstances, God really needs to get our attention but God desires that relationship with us. And God desires us to, to find that, uh, that place where that we can meet with God and commune with God. And, and this brings joy to God's heart. The Bible says in Ephesians, do not grieve the Holy Spirit. And, you know, it lists a bunch of things. I would think of sin. Do you know what else grieves the Holy Spirit? When we ignore him. When we ignore God, when we only come to him when we need something. <laughs> you know, God's happy that we come to him. But when we, when we ignore God, and, and, and like the Bible says, that uh, the love of the world, it sets yourself up as an, an enmity uh, to, to God. God is to be our first love, to love God with all our heart, our soul, our mind, and our strength. And uh, God wants that relationship that we are to, to love God in that way. And so I just want to challenge you and encourage you. Find that place and that time, whether you get up early, early in the morning or you're at night or, or, or whatever. And if it's in the house, other people know, do not disturb me. <laughs> and uh, just have that special time. And you will, I'm sure you will find that uh, your connection with God will start to go up to new levels. Amen? Amen. Amen. Uh, Pastor Greg. Thank you, Pastor Alan. Man, it's so encouraging. So encouraging to hear how Pastor Alan has heard God's voice and then also ways that we can hear God's voice. But I want to just encourage you, church. God wants to speak to you. <laughs> I just love that story, Pastor Ellen, that you said you felt God's heart, how badly he wants to speak to us, and I just, I just kind of grips me. I also wanted just to remind you as we're ending the service today, if you're watching online, uh, there's a prayer button at the bottom of the screen there that says request prayer, and you can uh, just press that, and there's people that would love to talk to you. If you've never given your life to Jesus, you know there's nothing more that he wants to do than encounter you and forgive you and set you on a journey of new life. And if you're in the room here, man, we'd love to pray with you following the service today. Just wanted to encourage you, uh, just in closing today, you know, the Apostle Paul in Philippians in uh, chapter 4, he was talking to the, he started that church, he was a missionary, and that church supported him financially and you know our church supports pastor alan financially we pay his salary every month uh, as whenever you give 
an, a gift, an offering of tithes and a gift of love, uh, that portion of that goes towards his ministry in Thailand, Pastor Alan Asiraton. And the pictures we saw earlier of the children encountering the presence of God, the women's conference and the church meeting in that upper room and uh, people fellowshipping together, it's made possible because you are giving. And uh, the Apostle Paul said these words to the church. He said, He's, I'm reminding you about this. Uh, uh, he said, I'm reminding you not that I'm looking for a gift, but I'm looking for what could be credited to your account. <laughs> so he was just saying, I'm just reminding you, if you've given, this is in your, you, you get some of the credit, right? So I'm just telling you, if you've given, you get some of the credit. God is crediting that to your account. The work that's being done there, when you pray for Pastor Alan Siraton, when you give a gift, uh, it, you know, that's making that ministry happen, and there's credit going to your account. So I just encourage you. I want you to get the credit. Uh, so don't just let opportunities to give go by uh, because there's something God wants to do through your gift, okay? God bless you. Thanks for being with us today. Thanks for joining us online.